Hey, this is Lily Barouette, co-pastor of Live Church, and this is our podcast. Our mission is to awaken the drive, compassion, and love in our community. Together, we can live in victory every day. Here's today's message. All right, so I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is that I completely forgot my sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Good news is it's less of me and more of God. <laughs> so before we begin, I would like to do you know a little bit of honoring here and there. So number one, I would like to honor you know my spiritual father, which is Pat. I would also like to honor Lily, Omari, Katrina, as well as Halda, and my mom, my father, and my little brother. All right, awesome. So, <clears throat> if, everybody, if everybody can stand, we're going to be saying our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamb into my feet and a light into my path. I will hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Okay, so I will be reading from Jonah 3, verse 4. And it says, Jonah began by doing a, <clears throat> a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 more days, and Nineveh <laughs> will be overthrown. Keep that verse in mind. You may be seated. So what you just watched a couple of minutes ago is the story of Jonah. He was a prophet of God and uh, pretty much a messenger for him as well. Now, the reason I used the cartoon to start this off is because when it comes to the gospel, I believe it should be as simple as possible, meaning... Nothing complicated, direct, and easy to understand because that's the way God is. You know, God is not too complicated. Literally, all you know is that, you know, he sent his big love, that like he sent his begotten son for us, literally to die on a cross just so he literally can be with us. And it's literally that simple. So, <clears throat> the story of Jonah. There was pretty much, there was once a prophet named Jonah who God had sent to the city of um, Nevira. Nineveh. <laughs> so, when God decided to send him to the, I'm sorry, when God decided him to send him over there, immediately Jonah started to basically revolt. He didn't want to do it because if you know this, um, if you were to know the city, this kingdom, you would know that it is pretty much pure evil. And I'm talking about you can be, you know, you could be with your family having dinner, and because they didn't pass the salt, literally the guy stabbed you like that. It was so bad to the point where God was literally planning to destroy it, and that was the message he wanted Jonah to you know, to deliver. So what happened is because Jonah was against God, because he was resisting God, oh, and I'm sorry, by the way, the sermon name is actually The Resistance. Um, 
So, because he decided to resist God and feel as if there was no redemption for this um, kingdom, he decided that he won't do it at all. So what he did was got his ticket and got ready to literally drive the boat the direct opposite of that kingdom to a place called Tarshish. So during the the boat ride, what happened was that there was a moment where basically out of nowhere, a powerful storm, a powerful wave literally came and shook the boat. And I'm talking about during that time, Jonah was in the under duck, basically under the duck, sleeping. So while all this craziness is happening and nobody knew what, um, the sailors that were actually up there were pretty much trying to figure out what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. So <clears throat> they went to Jonah and asked, hey, yo, do you know what's going on? I'm talking about it's absolutely going crazy up there. Maybe the God you serve can, you know, basically do something about it. So after he asked that, they went back up and tried to basically settle the situation. So now what's happening is after they basically threw some dice, they found out that Jonah was the actual culprit. He was the reason for this terrible storm. So now, basically, they're asking what to do, you know, what's going to happen, what they should do. So here comes Jonah basically saying, you know what, just go ahead and throw me off the ship. That would make the storm stop. The sailors are like, nah, that's crazy. You want me to be a part of murder? Nah. So they begin basically throwing things off the boat here and there, trying to settle, you know, trying to make sure that the boat is still afloat so that way they don't sink. So the topic came up again. You know what? Throw me out because this is all because of me. And once I'm out of this, it will stop immediately. And pretty much, I'm going to actually come back to this later on and show you how powerful that is and how dirty that one line actually is. So what happened is they actually agreed. They immediately threw him off the boat and as if basically Florida weather. I'm talking about one minute was complete chaos and just like that, sunshine, sunshine and rainbow. So... While Jonah was drowning, a huge whale fish came out of nowhere, actually swallowed him up. So during that time, he basically started praying to God. He finally realized that, you know what? When God asks you to do something, there's no way around it. So what happened was that as he started to pray, he started to repent. And out of nowhere, legit, the... The fish or the whale spit him out, and it was literally the same kingdom that he needed to go to for him to deliver the sermon. What happened next was amazing. The minute, like, it's still rebellious, still, I'm talking about still not wanting to do it, Jonah went to the, um, to the city. He gave a five, what, five-word sermon, 
And literally, out of nowhere, the king, the whole kingdom literally changed just like that. So this goes to show you the power of God and that when he lays a path for you, it's best not to basically deter it and go against it. Now, where this lead to is to my actual sermon, which is the resistance. <clears throat> so what, is, what do I mean by resistance? A lot of time, you know, a lot of us are basically, how should I put this? I wouldn't say fighting against God, but resisting God. A lot of time, he would tell us what to do, but because we feel so capable, because we feel that, you know what, this is the right choice, we will go ahead and do that choice. So now what happened is God actually had already laid a, a path down for us, you know, and because we decide to basically do our own choice and not go to God first, we stray away from that path. But because God is so good, he will do as best as he can to bring us back to the right path. Now, what that is, is very debatable. Sometimes he can do it with love and kindness. Sometimes he can do it with destruction and pure, like, Larry, with no mercy. So... <clears throat> That's something we pretty much always have to keep in mind when we're, you know, dealing with God and we're asking God to deliver us from something. It's not always, how should I put this? It's not that we need a deliverance, but sometimes we need to ask God for us to be able to actually, you know, get back into his favor and get back to the right path. And this leads to a very interesting story that basically happened a few months ago, and it kind of shows the perfect example of how being resistance, being disobedient can literally lead to your own destruction. So about two months ago, I had an incident in the fruit truck with my little brother. So if you guys don't know my little brother, um, he was born in the Bahamas, we spent, I'd probably say, maybe two to three years together, and then I moved over to the United States. So, <clears throat> to start from the beginning, I was born basically out of two wonderful parents, my mom and my dad. And when I was growing up, basically, it was almost as if it was a separation, kind of, because I was living in Haiti with my dad and my mom was still in the Bahamas. So what happened is because they are always, you know, Haitian parents, they're always working. They're never really there for the child. So they were never really there for me. And pretty much I ended up kind of raising myself in a way. Because every time I needed something, you know, whether it's um, literally um, something I had to do regarding school, regarding life, it was me that had to actually go, you know, go ahead and search and find that knowledge. And pretty much throughout my whole life, that's how I grew up being, you know, self-sufficient, trying to do the best that I can. So <clears throat> now, that, would, that was me. So when we moved, me and my mom, over to, you tonight, um, to the U.S., it was just my dad and little brother. So my dad basically raised my little brother, and we 
me and my mom personally did not have a strong connection together. So whatever that he learned, whatever he grew up with was all from my dad in the environment that was around him. Now, what happened was <clears throat> when he came to the, to the U.S., he was now with me and my mom. But the thing is, because we were so busy, we kind of honestly neglected that in a sense like, you know, food, shelter, and um, transportation, but neglected him in terms of actually raising him up. Um, I didn't know personally how to raise a child up, so it was left to my mom. And if you know my mom, she is literally out the house, let's say from 7, she's coming back at 11, 12. So in terms of actually, you know, getting time to spend with him, and I'm talking about as literally from Monday through Saturday, with the Sunday being the only day off, there's not much interaction going on for us to really, you know, give him the, the moral, the understanding, and actually, um, you know, basically the pure love of God. So <clears throat> as this continues... So pretty much he grew up, I would say, being raised by the internet. And if you know the internet, one wrong move would literally lead, I'll probably say, to your demise. Because there's everything from pornography, from hate, hentai, gay, um, all type of homosexual, all type of, you know, um, I'll probably say like murderous thing and those type of things. So those are the things he was actually um, raised with. So, you know, basically, and when I say raise is basically, you know, sometimes you'll just give the kid an iPad or phone and that would keep them distracted. But in reality, you never know what they are looking at. So this brings me to the story of about two months ago when I dropped my little brother to the food truck. But before that, I, there was this incident where basically... Um, as you know, Haitian parents, when it comes to discipline, sometimes it's just, you know, straight up beaten, you know, straight up um, ajnu, those type of things. So there was an instance where my little brother was being disciplined because of him constantly stealing money. And what happened was pretty much... It was brought to my attention that when he was um, speaking with my mom, it actually slipped up that he actually legit wanted to kill all of us inside the household. And it's not because he, you know, how should I put it? It's not because he had this, um, let's just say, hatred in his, in his heart, per se. It's because that he was never, he never was taught properly. You know, this is the things that he was... He grew up actually watching. So now, <clears throat> now back, so that incident happened. So we basically talked it out. You know, um, he always felt like the beating would probably just be, you know, him, um, us hating him, us not wanting him, and never could understand that he's not, we just trying to discipline him. Um, the funny thing about it is because he is never doing anything out of malice. But out of basically, this is what I know, and this is what I'm going to do. So fast forward to the food truck, right? Um, I basically came from work. 
Um, I had my little brother with me inside the office so I could teach him a couple of things. So basically after that whole incident, I decided that, you know what, I'm going to go um, take him under my wing, you know, com um, communicate with him more and try to teach him more. So once again, fast forward to the two months, after we left the office, I pretty much dropped him to my mother. Now, I'm talking about I'm good. I'm tired, I'm ready to go home, and literally probably take a 30 minutes nap and then do what I, I need to do. So after I finished dropping him off, I was basically, i probably say I drove for like about five minutes when, excuse me, my mom gave me a call. She was like, help, help, I'm just like, what's going on? Like, help me, help me. I'm about to die. And all of this is in Creole, by the way. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? I know for sure my mom is not being attacked inside this food truck. And I'm talking about the minute I heard this, I'm cutting every traffic, I'm catching every light because I need to know what was going on. In my head, I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way in God's name, that my mom is being attacked. I ain't that nigga for my mom to be attacked. So I'm rushing, I'm talking about all I can see while I'm driving, which pitch darkness, and it's as if I was out of my body, and I'm just watching this angry, angry, I'm talking about murderous person just driving and rushing to the food truck. So, as you know, basically, as that person was driving, Immediately when I reached the food truck, I literally leaped. Like, I leaped from the car straight to the food truck. I didn't even bother walking. And then when I opened the door, all, I'm, all I saw was blood. Like, I'm talking about blood every single where inside the food truck. Like, if you wasn't seen this, you would legit think is somebody got murdered. And then my eyes fell on my mom. I'm talking about, I look at her head, blood gushing down her her, like her mouth, her eyes, every single thing. And I'm talking about I'm boiling in rage because I need to find out what's happening. And I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I didn't see no one but my mom and my little brother. So I'm like, did the person already escape? Like what, the, like, what is going on? I'm like, yo. So I'm like, I'm walking. I'm keeping calm. And I asked my mom, what happened? Son just attacked me. I promise you, I was literally like, I was legit about to jump and stab that kid. Like, if you know one thing about me, if I care about you, you don't mess with who I care about. And that's something I always tell people because I will definitely come after you. So now, meaning like this is literally my character, and I'm just like, but what was funny is I had all these thoughts. I wanted to do all these things, but for some reason, I could not. It's as if I'm up here mad, but my whole body is literally, my mouth is moving, controlling the situation, saying that what's going on? 
oh, I got attacked. Okay, how from a scale of one to ten, how bad is it? And then all for some reason, all those information in my head is downloading. It's as if like, okay, she's good. She's gonna tell me she's good. I'm like, what? She's gonna tell me she's good. Now I'm gonna go ahead and tell my little brother go to the corner real quick. I'm gonna finish check up with my mom, and then I'm gonna ask him what happened. So apparently, what happened was my mom was talking to my little brother, and he asked for him to do something. And what happened was they got into altercation where it's like, hey, can you do this? Or, you know, Haitian parents, oh, I'm going to spank you. And I guess because he said he was feared for his life, he just grabbed one of our big spoon and just hit her across the head. So now what's happening was pretty much... It was literally as if there was a divide in the room, and it was my job to literally bring it, keep everybody together. So I'm talking about in my head, I'm boiling hot, like I'm mad, like crazy, because it's like I'm driving, and I was ready to basically put my hands on somebody and to find out that person was my little brother. My heart, my head was just being torn apart because I did not know what to do. And every time I have this thing where, which honestly, it's a blessing, but pretty much, literally, whenever it comes to doing something negative, doing something bad, I always have this voice in my head that basically takes control. Like, literally, an extreme example would be, if you want to know how <laughs> I literally stop uh, masturbation, it was because I prayed one night to stop, and Every single time I'm about to, I, I literally, I will try to go do my stuff. Hallelujah, 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 praising the Lord. And it's like, is that basically every time it's for me to do something bad, everything is to do for me to do something that is not of God. He's just jumping my head and basically take control. So I'm always happy for that. And that was pretty much the situation that was happening inside the food truck. <laughs> and... So what I did was basically I grabbed my mom, I shot my little brother, but I didn't put my hands on him. Because after that day when he told us that, you know, he wouldn't basically, you know, um, he felt as if whenever we beat him, we hated him, a promise was made that we would never, ever touch him again and it would always sit him down. And that promise was kept that day because that with something, you know, immediately um, my head was like, yo, if you hit him, the promise has been broken. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to honor that promise. I'm not going to do anything. So I took my mom and I drove her to the hospital, you know, got the stitches and stuff like that. Um, after that, I spoke with my little brother. You know, I talked to him regarding what he did, etc. Um Sorry if I'm brushing over the story track real quick because there is actually a main point behind that story. What's happening was from the very beginning, before all this mess happened, every single time I would feel a conviction to actually speak with my, life, my little brother, to take him out to do certain, you know, basically to um, let him see the world, to actually remove him from all those negativity. 
negativity. But the thing is, I would always, you know, basically um, having to go to work, be busy and stuff like that. So I never actually, <clears throat> so I never actually paid attention. So what's happening, what, so basically what happened is, if you were to take an example like that, it would basically God telling me that, hey, this is what should, we should do to build a proper relationship with your little brother. But because of my stubbornness, I will continuously resist. So what that meant is I'm actually started building my own path that God did not lay out for me. And eventually, that path, you can see where it led to. So I started to basically understand that and stop resisting God. And I believe that's what a lot of us are actually doing. Um, a lot of times, you know, we're crying out to God. We're saying, you know, God help me, God help me, I'm sorry, you know, all those type of things. When in reality, we're the one who's actually causing these basically hardships upon ourselves. Because sometimes, let's take an example if I'm driving a fast car and a little voice in my head whispered to my head, hey, slow down, and I don't listen, then that actually leads to an accident. If I'm overeating, I'm not exercising, and a voice, or he could even use a friend and say that, hey, you know what? Go get some exercise, go eat right, you know, manage your time correctly, so that way in the future you won't get diabetes and you won't get high cholesterols. But because you decided not to listen, you started doing your own thing and construct your own path, that's when the hardships are starting to begin. And one thing you need to understand about God is not because, you know, it's the demon that's attacking, it, attacking you. It actually is God sometimes that's just letting you go through these hardships because you know, he believed that for you to overcome, for you to be able to repent, that is not a path that you have to go through. For you to actually be able to see the true path that God has laid out for you. And this pretty much, you know, excuse me, bring us back to the Noah, I mean, sorry, Jonah story, where instead of listening to God, he decided that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do my own thing. And then at the end of the day, you can see where that led him, in the stomach of a beast. And because God literally still needed him, he did not allow him to die. And back to what I was saying about the whole boat thing, as Jonah was saying, hey, you know what? Throw me over the railing into the sea. What was happening is he was literally saying, hey, you know what? Let me have you throw me over the boat so that way I won't have to do God's work. And what's the best thing about it is I didn't commit suicide. I didn't do nothing. They were the one who killed me. And the same thing as whenever we're doing what God didn't tell us to do, and something is happening, we're quickly to blame others. We're quickly, you know, quickly ready to say, hey, is that person's fault? It's not my fault. When in reality, it was a compound issue 
that happened because you didn't do something else. So this is pretty much my message for today, where it's like there comes a time where you basically have to stop resisting. You know, you keep saying that, you know what, all of this that's happening to me is because it's the devil, you know, um, there's people that's praying on my downfall, there's people that, that, you know, that basically hate me, and it's just like, yo, all of these were literally because of my own misunderstanding and my own fault. And one thing you need to understand is that God's command, basically God's command everything in his creation. If he could control the weather, if he can control a storm and everything like that, what makes you think that he cannot control your hardships? What makes you think that he cannot control the depression that you're going through, the financial struggle that you're going through, you know, the issues, your parents, the issue with your car, the issue with your house, you know? What would make you think that, what would make you think that, you know what? He's doing all of this in purpose, that he's letting you go through these hardships because he believed this is how you're actually going to be released. So this is the moment where you really want to take in some time, you know, look back at yourself. Look at everything that you've done in the past, the things you didn't do, you know? If right now you're having trouble with your mom, look at the time where when you're supposed to be having a conversation with her, when God specifically told you, hey, you know what? Talk to her, you know, see what's going on, check up on her health, and make sure that you can you know, that everything in the future is going to be okay. So, <clears throat> this is the time to actually, you know, admit your wrongdoing. This is the time to submit to God, to stop resisting, because He has a plan for you, a plan to deliver you, and the longer you think that, you know what, I can do this by myself, that... I control my future, that I don't basically need him because that's literally what you're saying. This is when all the demise is going to come. And pretty much as I wrap this up, this isn't a full altar call, but if you do feel like, you know what? I would like to stop resisting. I would like to stop dealing with everything on my own. I want to backtrack and fix all of those times, you know what? I disobeyed God. I didn't do what is what he wanted to do. And now you're feeling the full glory. This is a time you just take a moment, close your eyes, and pray to God. Let him know that, hey, God, I'm sorry for all those times that I thought I can do it myself. I'm sorry because I thought I could drive the wheel without you being right next to me. That I can steer the boat by myself because life 
just because, honestly. And funny thing happened was a perfect example of me resisting was I was supposed to preach on Monday. And because I'm so busy, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to try to focus so much on the preaching. I'm going to just basically go with the flow and try to change the date of my preaching. And once again, I tell you about resisting God. (laughs) It's not good at all. So my date had actually changed to Saturday. And what's funny was I had a client of mine who called me where basically they said on Saturday they're going to have this huge event and they would like me to come. And now this event was literally just for me to be there so that way they can introduce me to their connections. And I'm talking about these connections are the ones who are, I'm talking about hosting the biggest events here in Miami. Any celebrity you could think of, they're the one that's hosting it. And I'm like, immediately in my mind, I'm like, dang, I got to preach on Saturday. (laughs) So I'm going to be able to make it. So I'm here, like, literally going crazy. I'm just like, dang, bro. This was probably the opportunity for, like, Erlene, for her, finally, or finally to have, like, constant event that she maybe can do the balloon decoration in. This might be an opportunity where God wanted to use me, you know, to basically build an empire somewhere else using now proper connections that I've always needed. And... Because of my disobedience, because of my resistance on Monday, I was pretty much going to lose that opportunity. So this goes to show you that if I did not repent straight up to God, if I did not admit my mistake, if, because when I went to Lily, I straight up told her, listen, if you can please switch me, do so. But if you cannot, I fully understand, and that was it. And by the grace of God, I don't know what happened, but I was able to preach today. So, if you do want to repent, if you do want to get back onto the right path to stop all the mess that is happening inside your household, your financials, your relationship, your health, you know, your mental, your, like your mental sickness, like all these things that is not of God that's happening to you. If you truly would like to stop resisting and surrender to God, I just ask you to come in front and I'm going to do basically a quick prayer. Sorry, y'all. I always try to be first. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I need this prayer too. Yes, <laughs> God Almighty, go ahead and raise your voice. Cry out to the Lord. I made your mistake because you believe that. The path that you're on right now, those hardships that you're ex- experiencing, they're not of God. 
So you're tired of resistance. You're tired of doing this by yourself. You're tired of trying to basically raise yourself, lead your own path. When God clearly said, rely on me. Surrender. Hallelujah. God Almighty, we give you glory. We give you praise. We magnify your name, Jesus. As we come before you, God, we repent. We ask for forgiveness. There is a path that you've laid down for us, Father God. A treasure path where at the end of that path is nothing but your love, your mercy and grace. Nothing but health, nothing but prosperity, nothing but happiness, God. But because, God, we decided to listen to the wrong voice, but because we decided to listen to our own heart, a heart that is still, Father God, of this world, we strayed from your path. But tonight, Father God, tonight is the night we walk back in the right path. Tonight is the night that we surrender. We surrender to you, God, because we can no longer do this alone. We can no longer. We can no longer push forward by ourselves. So with humbleness, God, we ask to carve the path. Like, it doesn't matter. That's a path right back to the original one you designed for us. Take the wheel, God. And lead us to your road, Father God. Your road of divinity, your road, your divine road, God. It's not by chance, God, that a random will ate Jonah, Father God. It's not by chance, God. All it took was five single words for a whole city, a whole kingdom to completely change. In just five words, a merciless king, a tyrant was able to submit and honor you, God. So Jesus, just how like the kingdom was able to overthrow, was able to turn around, we ask that you turn us around to help us lead to the right path, Jesus. Oh, we gave you glory. There's no one else like you, God. That is why we fully submit, God. And we believe that with you, the purpose that you truly had for us will come back alive so we give you the praise we give you glory in your wonderful name in jesus name we pray amen thanks for joining us special thanks to those of you who generously support this ministry it's because of you that this ministry is possible join us in reaching others by partnering with us today you can give by visiting us at livechurch.miami. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this one.